take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. The wordplay of the day. What happened when I tried to put myself in motion pictures? Answer. After I got a job at a movie theater, I moved myself with an I before E after the letter V to spell the word movie. Thought of the day comes from actor and humanitarian Will Rogers. He was also a vaudeville performer, humorist, and social commentator. He said, Good judgment comes from experience, and a lot of that comes from bad judgment. Hello friends, and welcome back to The Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, The Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I also offer up personal advice to help parents, kids, and anyone else who wants to learn about my interpretation of disability engagement. I was born with cerebral palsy as a result of spinal meningitis, and being born two months prematurely. Cerebral palsy is a movement disorder that moderately impacted my balance and coordination. The type of cerebral palsy I have is also known as spastic cerebral palsy. Spastic cerebral palsy is characterized by stiff muscles or tight muscles resulting from involuntary muscle contractions. It primarily impacts my legs and secondarily impacts my arms in a milder way. I grew up in competitive schools where I was mainstreamed in the 1970s and 1980s. I was the only kid with a physical disability in school. I was sometimes forced or coerced into difficult situations because of my limited options, understandings, or levels of support. As a result, I often used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. In other words, I used my brain to work through many of my physical, environmental, and even existential challenges. Reasonable accommodation and the ADA didn't become law until 1990. Or broadly accessible to me until I was at Marist College in New York in 1991. Reasonable accommodation is an adjustment made to make fair the same system for an individual based on a proven need. As a result of not readily having access to reasonable accommodation, I often used enriched environment examples to increase my own social-emotional learning. This is episode 75. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. 
October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. Today, I am talking to you about hiring managers incorporating disability awareness into hiring practices. I also talk about employee resource groups. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I am talking about a couple of negative experiences with supermarket hiring managers when I was 16 years old. I then ended up with a job later at the United Artists Movie Theater in 1989. Be sure to listen for one or two things that you could take away from this episode. Now, let's both take hold and engage. According to the Department of Labor website, the National Disability Employment Awareness Month is held each October to commemorate the contributions of people with disabilities and the economy. The Labor Department said one way to increase disability awareness is to create and support employee resource groups. ERGs give employees the opportunity to connect and receive support from others with similar backgrounds. Having discussions about reasonable accommodations with ERGs and having lunch and learning sessions can increase disability awareness. Employee resource groups can also provide opportunities to do volunteer work at disability organizations and other nonprofits. Supporting employee interests and curiosities can be a good way to promote inclusion and disability awareness. It is also important to have hiring managers that are aware of reasonable accommodations. Incorporating disability awareness into recruiting and onboarding processes can provide opportunities for employers to learn about candidates and candidates to learn about the support within the organizations. Healthy disability awareness during hiring processes can encourage self-identification even among people with hidden disabilities. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I am talking about my first interviews with supermarkets and my first job within a movie theater. I turned 16 in November 1988. That next month, I filled out a number of job applications, including those for supermarkets, which also were known as grocery stores. One of them was ShopRite, and the other one was Pathmark. I had filled out an application to be a stock boy at ShopRite. Within a couple minutes of filling out the application, I asked customer service to speak to a hiring manager. The customer service person came back and said there were no hiring managers available. I asked if I could make an appointment with the hiring manager. The customer service person said hiring managers don't make appointments with applicants. The next day, I called the store manager and left a message. I disclosed my disability on the answering machine. I never got a call back. The next week, I applied to the Pathmark supermarket. This time, a hiring manager did meet with me, 
but he told me that because of safety and productivity concerns, he was not willing to take the risk on me. He used the ironic example of spilled milk and how easily I could get injured with a fall. The productivity concerns were that I could not stock shelves easily or quickly. This was because I would be using one crutch to balance myself and the other arm to stock shelves. A couple weeks later, I applied to a local McDonald's to work as a cashier. The hiring manager said he would like to hire me, but there were concerns with greasy floors and productivity concerns with keeping up with the pace at a fast food restaurant. A few days after Christmas, I applied to work at the United Artists Movie Theater as a box office attendant selling tickets. Under the skills and reasons why I wanted to work at a movie theater, I explained my love of movies and TV on the application. I got an interview a couple days later with the afternoon manager, Mr. Joseph Biggs. He was a gray-haired African-American gentleman. I told him about my passion for movies and TV. I also told him that I appeared on Sesame Street in the 1970s and that I could memorize theater schedules easily because I memorized the theater schedule from that week's newspaper. I also told him that the job took less manual labor and effort than a supermarket or fast food job. He gave me a break and gave me a chance. I got trained to count out money and always keep the money in the customer's line of sight and count out the money in the box office. But after a couple weeks of working afternoons, I found out from Mr. Biggs that I was short a couple times after several shifts. My managers had liked my work ethic and attitude, but they thought the pressure of customers and the speed of service that was needed was too much for me. One example of the speed and pressure was actually exemplified by the 1989 movie, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. I'm Gonna Get You Sucker was a black exploitation parody movie written and directed by Keenan Ivory Wayans in his feature film directorial debut. Keenan Ivory Wayans later created the television series In Living Color. The movie was so popular with teenagers and other people that they often referred to it as the sucker movie or just sucker. In the September episodes, I talked about handling disability processing issues of speed, number, abstraction, and complexity. But I didn't know about those issues back then. Another irony was that the sucker movie villain was Mr. Big, played by John Vernon. 
But Mr. Joseph Biggs, my manager, liked me and my work ethic, and he decided with the other managers to move me to an usher to handle tickets. Mr. Biggs told me that he liked my attitude and the way I worked with people. Even after I made some mistakes, the United Artists Movie Theater and its managers helped me learn from my mistakes and made me better. They moved me to my new position, but I still performed well and became a good example for myself and for other people. I learned a lot about good judgment from some bad experiences. Reasonable accommodations were given to me to better fit my needs on the floor as a movie usher. In the next few episodes, I will talk about my experiences as a movie usher and some disability movies. Were there one or two things that you heard in this episode that you learned or you could lean into? Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. I never give up.